Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. I really appreciate it. Don't forget, real quick, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and of course, Blake Street Tavern. A lot of great headlines to get to, so you know what? Let's just jump right in. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> this is kind of a fear of mine. It's a, it's now a big fear of mine, I guess you could say. Five people were rescued after being trapped underground. I said underground for some reason at the Grand Canyon Caverns after an elevator malfunctioned. They are right around 20 stories below ground. And I want to say each story is right around 14 feet. So it's a significant amount of distance under the ground. And they were there for right around 26 hours. And three had to be hoisted up by the search and rescue team. There was a staircase out, but that staircase is described as being tough to walk up and similar to a fire escape staircase. And they also went on to say a steel plank that was smaller than the size of a regular ladder with inadequate handrail protection. There was no measure of protection from the stair to the top of the handrail. So it, there, was, there was people that were in a wheelchair. It was just there was young kids in there. There was a five-month-old and a two-year-old and I think some other kids. It, so it was. I think it was more than the five but ultimately, it was kind of a shit show. Now, I will say this. This is the, the thing that people kind of blow past. Do you know there's an inn down there? <laughs> they were There's an inn where you can go and stay there in un, underground. And it's like $1,000 a night, by the way, and which is ridiculous. Anyway, so they have an inn down there, but there's no way to get out. And... Uh, which by the way, so for the bathrooms is like, they're trying to sell it. They're like RV style restrooms. <laughs> like, Oh, you, you can shit in a bucket and we'll spray the blue shit on there and it'll be fine. Anyway, they were, they were trapped down there. They couldn't get out. There was a lot, there was elderly people. They couldn't go up the staircase to leave the 20 stairs. That's our 20 flights of stairs. That's a lot, a lot to go through for anybody and so imagine if you're elderly, you have aches and pains, maybe your knees are shot and you're going down there and, and then you're fucked. So they were down there. Expect a lawsuit to come out of this situation. Somebody's going to get sued, as in the Grand Canyon, for not having adequate escape route for people that are handicapped. So imagine if you're the person in the wheelchair and you're stuck down there and you're like, fucking seriously, I... Definitely can't go up the staircase. But that being said, like, well, because I guess at the beginning they asked the the tour guide, they're like, is this handicap accessible? And they're like, yeah. Well, as far as the elevator goes, but if we need to escape, no, <laughs> no. That's that's a bit of a joke. And I don't know how they fix that, other than just being honest, be like, yes, the elevator's wheelchair accessible, the pathways are wheelchair accessible. But uh, it's, you know, if, if the elevator breaks, it's not. 
So they need to be a little bit more transparent with that shit. But it does kind of remind me of like where you're trapped in something. My wife brought this up and I'm like, oh, shit. About 11 years ago, before we had kids, my wife and I were we inherited a timeshare and we were you we we used it in Sedona, Arizona. Beautiful place. And we end up talking to some guy on the street. He's like, hey. If you go, if you want a free hundred dollars, go to, you know, check out this uh, timeshare uh, speech. They'll, they'll chew your ear off for 20 minutes. Then at the end, you just tell them no, and they'll give you a hundred dollars. No, that's not how it went. The guy would not let us leave. He, we were in the office of the timeshare people. And I got to say, timeshare people, no offense, but I'm going to offend you. If you're a timeshare salesman, you are fucking scum, at least based on my interactions, because this guy that was trying to uh, sell us a timeshare, because all my wife and I are, are doing are trying to get that free $100. And we're like, it's supposed to only take 20 minutes. 20 minutes goes by. We're still locked in it. He won't let us leave. And we're like, we just want our fucking, uh, you know, gift card. And he just puts his boot, his snakeskin boots on the fucking table and is just trying to flash all his jewelry and brag about how awesome he is. And then when he finally, finally realized that he wasn't going to break my wife and I, he starts insulting my wife as far as her, her dead mother. And cause she's the one that uh, gave us the, the timeshare. And we're like, dude, this is, we're done. We're done. And they kicked us out the back room <laughs> like literally like we were piles of shit they're like get out of here you bastards you're not buying our shit they're like give us our fucking hundred dollars got it the worst hundred dollars we've ever earned this is awful never fall for that because those guys do not like to take no for an answer they are horrible at least this guy in sedona man that guy seems like he would just like he'd be selling body parts on the side too. He's fucking scum. Scum. Hey, I'm generalizing. I'm sure there's some good people out there that sell timeshares. But as far as my interactions, th that that answer is actually false. There are none. <laughs> there are no good people that sell timeshares. Nuns and priests, according to the Pope, watch internet porn. <laughs> Oh my God, they do. Oh my gosh. That's what happens when you restrict people. They're going to find shit to watch. You guys kind of know my stance on porn. It's As long as it's not abusive, I don't see what the big deal is. And as long as it's willing people, I don't see what the big deal is. Uh, this is what the Pope said. It, it is a vice that many people have, many laymen, many lay women, and also priests and nuns. And he said, the devil gets in that way. And I'm not just talking about criminal pornography like that involving the abuse of children that is already degenerative, but pornography that is a little, quote unquote, normal. <laughs> okay. Little bit, quote unquote, normal. you know, the good stuff, the classy stuff. Listen, I'm the Pope. I like the classy porn, not really into the real rough stuff. Okay. I got to be honest, in some of these priests and nuns, okay, they walk the line a little bit. They like watching like foot fetish videos. I don't I don't like that as the Pope. 
I'm putting words in the Pope's mouth, obviously. Uh, I just thought that was interesting that the Pope is at least admitting it. And I, d I don't see if it's two people having consensual sex, what's the big deal? If there's a camera in there, if there's not. If it's something that is showing abuse, that's obviously a problem, and that's disgusting and shouldn't exist. But sadly, it does. So it, that, that's, it's just something to, you know, hey, the Pope acknowledges people watch porn. Thanks, Pope. wonder what his porn... Oh, I won't say that. That's wrong. Anyway, a mother puts tinfoil on a dinner table to avoid using the dishwasher. I'm looking at the photo, and she's like, making tacos and shit like she was already using pots and pans to make the food what's the big fucking deal oh you're brilliant because you're you're wasting aluminum foil now you're trading one resource for another now keep in mind uh, i think we could live a little bit longer without aluminum foil versus water but i mean that's a little bit ridiculous fucking like she's a genius so many people are like oh god brilliant way to go mama mm -hmm. yeah girl no it's not that big of a fucking deal fucking lazy bitch she just doesn't want to do dishes that's her problem listen i'll do the dishes if you do the pots and pans right so if we eat with forks knives bowls shit like that cups i'll do those dishes but you promise you'll just do the pots and pans. Okay, sounds like a sweet deal. Ha! Fooled you! Because we're using fucking aluminum foil from now on. No more plates. If you're going to drink something, you get a paper towel and just drink it real quick and squeeze it in your mouth. There you go. Fucking lazy bitch. <laughs> just kidding. I don't see what the big deal is. I, I will tell you this. We've done this before. My wife got a couple baking sheets and... For the Super Bowl, we've done this a couple of years now where she'll make nachos in the oven and put them on the the baking sheets. And then we just put those, end up putting those on the table. And the kids and, and my wife and I will just eat from those. But we have little plates and shit like that that we'll, we'll put them on. But just kind of like it's, a I guess, a family-style setting for nachos. And it ends up working well. It's a good little fun thing, especially for younger kids. They like doing that shit. And it's not too messy. Not too messy. But uh, that's a good way to do it. I don't, I don't like the way this lady's doing that with the tinfoil. I just think that's just, I don't know. You guys can try it. Let me know if it works. Maybe I'm just being a negative Nancy. Hey, got more headlines coming your way. But first, root for safeties this season with your friends at Superbook Sports. If you bet with Superbook this football season, they're going to give you a $50 bonus if a safety is scored on a Sunday. So whether it's a punter running out of the end zone or anything like that, uh, root for chaos and win money with Superbook this fall. So download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start rooting for two with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Our roster of college football watch groups include CU, Notre Dame, Michigan State, ASU, and USC. Amazingly, they're all in the same conference. If not, they will be by tomorrow. It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches sports. Nicholas Cage is starting... Uh, 
is going to be possibly starring in another face-off movie. You remember the one with him and John Travolta? And they're like, face-off. Yeah, that one where they swap faces somehow, whatever. And he's also uh, reading the scripts or waiting for the scripts for the new National Treasure movie. The scripts are being written as of right now. And from what I'm hearing from the people involved and close to the situation, as in I read an article about it, the scripts, especially for National Treasure, are really, really good. And they're just going to you know, finalize them and then send them off to Nick Cage and wait for his approval to see if he wants to go forward with it. And I, I think I think it would be a great, great move on his part if he was able, as long as those movies are written well, especially National Treasure, I love those movies. Anytime National Tre- Treasure's on TV, I have to watch it. It's just mindless entertainment, but it's not stupid. And I know most of that shit is just, uh, you can't, it's not fact-based. But who cares? Plus, I also want to see if somehow he can work in the line. If Nick Cage can work in the line in National Treasure 3 of, we're going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Like, that would be fucking great. I'm Nick Cage. We're going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Okay. Or face off. Woo! I I think that'd be good. I Face off was good. Not as good as National Treasure in my mind. I, I love those movies. They're just fucking good. Benjamin Franklin Gates. That character needs to come back. So, yes, please. This was something interesting that I saw that isn't really a headline, but it is something that is kind of trending uh, with TikTok. And a lot of people are, it, it's under the, the, the headline of acting your wage. And a lot of people are trying to put their foot down and go, if you're going to pay me this amount, you know, you're only going to get this amount out of me type of thing. Your efforts should directly match the rate of pay is what people are saying with acting your wage, only doing precisely what you are paid to do and nothing more. And yes, you shouldn't be forced to work off the clock. I think we can all agree on that. If you're on vacation, it's your day off, you just got done with a shift, whatever, you shouldn't be forced to work off, you know, off the clock. You shouldn't do other people's job on a regular basis and not be compensated for that, okay? And these are all things that workplaces, they'll either ask you to do every now and then or some places will try to abuse this. You're like, hey, they've done it before. Let's just keep doing it until they pull a fit. And then, you know, we'll go find somebody else to do it with. Don't think that that some managers don't do that. There's a lot of managers out there that will try to get away with whatever they can to save the budget. I've had managers say, go fix your time clock. I can't pay you for overtime. I'm like, what? But I worked overtime. You need to fix your 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 timesheet. I'm like, oh wow, that you know that's illegal, right? And then it just then it oh god, that was so fucking annoying. It's it's shit you shouldn't have to say. But this is what is happening. So a lot of people in the workforce are saying, listen, it, I I don't get paid for that. 
So I'm not going to do that. But what I'll say is being a team player and doing those things in a minor fashion isn't necessarily a bad thing, as long as it's like every now and then. And I've done that plenty of times where I'll, I'll help out when I used to work at the radio station or, uh, I, you know, I was off, but I'll stay for an extra 20 minutes just to help out because something crazy was going on. Or people call me off the clock and ask uh, how to do something. I didn't get paid for that. I was just like, yeah, it didn't bother me. And oh, plenty of times I would do other people's jobs. There was a point in time where there was a program director a long time ago that I, that I used to work for. I was a part-time board op, and I was helping him so much doing a lot of what an assistant program director does. I was doing so much of that, I was told that I was not allowed to take it any time off if he was off because I was doing so much. And I put myself in a bad position because I was like, wait, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm doing management level stuff, having responsibilities, but I'm getting paid at the time. I was getting paid like uh, $8 an hour. I was like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. So eventually what you got to do is just like, you do this stuff where you're just like, no, I'm not going to do it anymore. And part of that was I, I led them down that path that said that they could, they could do that to me. Now, part of me was just like, if I keep doing this stuff, they're going to be forced to give me a promotion. And that's not always the case. Sometimes you can go above and beyond, and eventually they're just going to be like, dude, this is great. Uh, Scott's over here doing the work of like three people, including a management position, but he's only part-time. We're hardly paying him a dime. This is great. No wonder your budget's doing so great. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's because I'm, I'm essentially just fucking him on a daily basis. But I allowed that to happen. So once you put your foot down, you got to act your wage a, a little bit at some point because otherwise they will walk all over you. But you can address your concerns with your management if you feel they are taking advantage. And then if that isn't corrected, then you move to HR. And that's what eventually happened. Like, I'm, I'm tired of doing the job of somebody that gets paid like five times as much as I do, if not more. And it's a little bit ridiculous. Well, that manager ended up getting fired anyway. So <laughs> who really won at the end? I would say me. But I guess... Aside from that one time where I allowed myself to be taken advantage of, I learned after that that it's fine to dabble in helping people out in, in working off the clock every now and then if needed, but then taking a moment and being real with the manager, be like, hey, I don't mind doing that, but just I'm not going to make this a habit and just being honest with them. And you can say that in a positive way, in a, a playful manner, and they're going to get it, hopefully. So you got to understand that managers at times really don't think of you as a person. They look at you as a tool that helps uh, them manufacture numbers and whatever those numbers are at some point that they eventually equate to profits and 
they they benefit from that stuff. So you got it's a fine line. I get it. You act your wage, but also you don't want to be the person that is just like, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to stay five minutes because Carol is running late because she's in a traffic jam. Not my problem. There's certain ways you can go about it. If you go at that incorrectly, guess what? And I know that we're in a situation as a society right now after COVID that we're kind of struggling for good employees. But here's the thing. If you act that way towards your management, if I'm your manager and I'm like, hey, I need you to stay five minutes and and I'll pay you, but I'll just be like, I need you to stay five minutes because so-and-so is running late. And if you pull the attitude with me and be like, I am, I'm only scheduled nine to five, or I'm only scheduled this to that. And I have plans tonight and I'm not going to do that. That's beyond what I'm, I'm signed up for. I'd be like, fine, then leave. Guess what's going to end up happening. You are on a list. What you can end up doing is fucking yourself over. A good example Richie Carney works over at 104.3 The Fan. He is now the assistant program director. If he had the mentality of acting your wage, he would not be the assistant program director right now. He would just still be a board op. But instead, he always had the mentality of going above and beyond. What can I learn next? What can I do can I shadow somebody even though it's not, you know, on the clock type of thing? I just always wanting to move forward. If you want to move forward, you have to, at some point, work beyond your wage, right? Do you not? Like, at some point, you have to. Because otherwise, they're just going to be like, that's just so-and-so, solid at their job, but Don't ask them to do anything else because they fucking won't. So you're going to miss opportunities because of that. Richie, good example of working hard and always looking ahead, is now benefiting from that. He'll eventually become a program director at some point. And good for him. And And if he didn't have that mentality... I mean, he'd still be pushing buttons and there's nothing wrong with pushing buttons, but you sometimes have to work beyond your wage and don't fall into the trend that is saying that, oh, no, I I refuse to do anything extra. And I've seen some people go on these huge rants on social media saying like, no, you only do what you're paid to do and you'll be successful. No, you're not. You're not going to be successful. Because you're not on that list. You're not a above and beyond type of person. And the reality is that's what corporations look at. Who is going above and beyond? Who is doing more than expectations? Who is somebody that, like, man, they're not just a one-trick pony. Nobody wants a one-trick pony. That was my philosophy in radio is, like, there's a lot of one-trick ponies out there. Who the fuck wants those? So I know that this is a trend and I get I get it because there are companies and there are managers out there that will abuse you. If if you make the mistake like I did where you allow it to happen for so long and then you kind of fuck yourself. I only was bailed out because my 
former boss was fired. And then the new guy comes in, Nate Lundy, who I actually work with now over at Mile High Sports. And he just realized what I was doing. And he's like, dude, you need to be promoted. And he fought for me to get promoted. And that's how I got promoted. Because he was just like, shit, what the fuck? You've been getting screwed. So you have to set yourself up because sometimes managers, corporations will fuck you over. But you also got to understand as long as there's an HR, a human resources division in your company, you should be going, okay, whoa, whoa, this has gotten out of hand. And that's where you need to consult with them at some point. You're like, this is, this is what's happening. I want to move up in this company, but I've been, you know, I've been kind of doing other people's jobs. Uh, I've been doing this and that. And, th- and it's like, I'm not getting anywhere on this. I've addressed this with the manager and they just, they don't say anything to me. I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. And that's where you need to go. Don't sit there and dig in your heels and be like, fine. Anytime the manager asks me to do anything, hey, can you pick up a shift or can you swap shifts with, if, with somebody? And if you're that employee that says no to everything, guess what? You're not going to last long because kind of what I was getting to before is uh, eventually, even though we are on a, a tight crunch with employees and a lot of companies are desperate for good employees, here's the thing. If you were my employee and you started digging in your heels on basic shit like that, because I can understand when you're saying, I, I, I don't want to cover for Carol because she's coming in late, but if it's a consistent problem with you saying no all the fucking time and you just have an attitude about it and you're, it's like you're trying to take a, a stand that really doesn't need to be taken at times, uh, you're going to be on a list. And eventually, like, I'll figure a way to work without you. I'll start looking immediately, immediately to replace you. And fuck, there's been times when back in the day when I was a manager where it was just like, this person is too much of a problem, whether they were acting like this or not. But whatever it was, like, I'll I'll just work extra as the manager. I'll just work extra. I don't fucking care because they are such a problem and they're causing problems for everybody else because this mentality will seep out towards other people and it causes a chaotic work environment. But again, it's a fine line because you know that, like I said, some managers fucking cream over this shit. They're like, oh, yeah, so-and-so, he never says no. It's like he's scared to. And I'm not paying him shit for it. So it is an interesting thing. It's it's something you should observe in your industry, wherever you're working. Where do you fall in this? How do your fellow employees fall into this? Maybe your manager or owner be like, how is this playing out in your company? And where are you in comparison to what's going on? Are you encouraging this shit to happen? Should you be discouraging this shit to be ha- from happening? Are you seeing it from somebody else? Maybe you're being a victim of it. Either way, it needs to be corrected. And then, honestly, if if you don't have that burning desire, like I said, Richie Carney does over at the fan, if you don't have that burning desire to to want to push forward and and go beyond where you're at. Maybe you should start looking for another job. And I know that's hard, but guess what? There's a lot of opportunities out there. Obviously, you don't want to excel at wherever you're at now. Maybe you should start looking elsewhere. 
to a place where you're just like, where you're in love with the job and you're just like, I love how everything works and I want to move forward. And yes, there are jobs out there. Maybe you just don't know it yet. And I, I say that because it's one thing to, to say it. It's another thing to do that and actually go get another job. You might find the, an opportunity that you think that you'd be great at and then you just don't get the fucking job and that's shit. So don't quit <laughs> before you find that other job. But maybe it's an opportunity for self-discovery uh, and go, wait, am I really happy in what I'm doing? Maybe I'm not. Or how can I change that? Wow, this got really Dr. Phil at the end. Be like, okay, maybe you need to go out there and pull your head out of your butt, okay? And then go, I'm not leaving this job because I'm really not qualified to do anything else, okay? He kind of sounds like um, uh, the, the therapist from South Park. <laughs> there you go. Okay, okay. I'm Dr. Phil, okay? I'm a big, I'm a big bald idiot. <laughs> I got a big mustache. Anyway, I don't know. I don't have anything bad to say about Dr. Phil because I don't really know who he is that much. I know he's on TV and a lot of people like him and a lot of people hate him. So uh, anyway, it got really preachy at the end and I'm sorry. I hope you guys had a great day. Hopefully there's some stuff in here that made you laugh and you know what? That's all that matters, as long as you smile today. And you know what? It, hopefully today will be a great day for you. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends. Thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado, Blake Street Tavern, and of course, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. It's to Huff Uncensored. I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Have a great day. I'll talk to you next time.